All right, welcome back. It is episode 19 of the Dime Boxing with Delco podcast. I'm happy to be here. I am Alex Delco Rips, joined by my co-host Danny Dimes at Dime Box. What's up, man? What up? Awesome, uh, awesome weekend at the Fishtown Card Show. Uh, I was set up. We were a few tables apart, so I'm not even too sure how the show uh, ended up going for you, but I ended up having a really good show. It was packed again, like usual. Um, really good time. Ended up picking up a collection, which was really nice. I've spent a lot, a lot of time going through that. Uh, what were, did you pick up anything big? How did you do at the show? Uh, no, no buying. I was on a strict no buying policy. Oh. So I actually didn't look at cases um, because um, I wanted to stay disciplined. And I know that I love cards a little too much. So if I start looking at people's cases and hearing like the deals, I'll buy them. So I, I wanted to sell off and just get cash uh, for this show. So that's what I did. Um, I had a good show, lots of transaction volume. Uh, people were buying. I think I didn't sell a, any cards that were like over like maybe $300. Um, everything was cheap, you know, that I sold. Um, I, that's what I wanted to ask you. If you Did you sell anything big, like anything over five, $800 a card? Not five eight hundred dollars. I sold like somebody bought like a Brady slap for one twenty, like a lot of sales like that, like a hundred. Yeah, I I, I wonder bought... if the Dallas show and the Fenway show being at the same time just like brought like like it kept like just a couple people that might like with higher spends out of the show. There was tons of people though, for the record, like it was packed. Um, and I had fun and doing it, but I did feel like. Like, I just felt like, like, ah, man, I was actually flexible in a lot of these high-end cards, and, like, I wasn't even getting offers, you know, which is, like, un a little unusual. I uh, I made a big trade with someone, and then the dude demanded a trade back. I mean, he, they, like, <laughs> what? I I traded a LeBron Flawless patch, a horizontal, um, for a Giannis Auto PSA 10 and a Bead Rookie Auto at a 10 and, like, 400 cash. Long story short. The guy didn't have the cash on him. He tells me, I really want to do this deal. Hold my Giannis auto in a PSA 10. And I'm going to come back with the cash. Dude leaves, comes back. He's like, hey, I'm really sorry, man. I have to back out of this trade. And to be honest with you, like, he was a really nice dude. I was talking to him for a little while while we were doing the trade. And, I, you know, I felt bad. Maybe he didn't have the cash. And like, was I it actually, about, do you really, what, what is your, I, I know what he said, but what was your, was your actual hunch that he felt they didn't have the cash or did he do the math on the deal and not think it was as good after consulting some people? I, either way, I mean, he was honestly really nice about it. Like he kind of told me, like he, it wasn't like I have to, and I'll tell you, it happened twice. And then at the end of the show, similar situation, I didn't let the person back out of it. But like, this was a big trade. This was a good. Are, deal. You, are you advertising a return policy on no, trades? I've dude. never had. That's it was. I had an unreal time at the end of the show. Brett was right behind me too, and I said to Brett, I was like, Brett, you got to hear this. And I, he was like, I wish we could somehow turn up the volume on it because like, the cut, like the conversation was kind of quiet, but like it was just this unreal transaction. This dude was like, I like, I got frustrated. All right, so let. let let me just jump right to the one where I didn't let the dude trade back because it was absolutely hilarious. And all right, long story short, I trade this Travis Kelsey tops Chrome rookie for a Luca 2019 mosaic mosaic slab PSA 10, like the prism version of mosaic, whatever. It's like a $30 card, decent trade, whatever. I'll take the slab. 
you know, I'll take the Luca. It's a more, little more liquid. And then, like, the dude is there with some other dude. And they, like, they're meeting. They're talking. They're talking. And then the guy comes back to me. He's like, how much is, like, all right, like, I want to trade for my Luca back. I'm like, all right, like, what? how much do you want to do for it? And, like, we had agreed on, like, 25 to 30 value. And he was like, what do you want cash? I was like, 35. And the dude was like, see what he just did there to his friend? As if I was, like, smoking him. I was like, dude, I just, like, traded for this car. Like, I'm not just going to give you an even trade back. And he, like, can't, like, put out the Kelsey. Like, I was going to trade, you know, the Kelsey for it. I was like, dude, we just did this deal. Like, I like the Luca. Like, what do you mean? Like, there are no free trade backs. But the... You know, so that guy I didn't let, and then he was this. Was, was this a man like over twenty years old? Yes, this was two men over. This was a man who was like maybe nineteen or twenty, with a man who looked like he was maybe thirty or thirty-five, and like I guess they were buddies. I don't know what the situation was, um, but that's insane. That's that's, it that's was, a wild. It was really weird. It, it was wild, dude. He just expect when I said thirty, and the funny thing was, so he. This is a little added part. When he said, like, how much cash would you do for it? I was like, 35. He's like, see what he did there? And I was like, oh, wait, 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 which card are you talking about? And he was like, this Luca. And I was like, oh, and like, he seemed like he was about to be happy again. I was like, yeah, 35. <laughs> yeah, definitely 35 on that card. Um, like, I, I just doubled down on it. But the dude earlier in the show, like, it was a big trade. It was high end. The dude, I was talking to him for a while. Sim, he collects some similar stuff to me. I actually got his, he took my phone number down. He, I think he texted me today, asked me if I, any like Burr or Herbert stuff, but I, I don't know. But, but he was a good dude, so I let him do the trade back. And you know what? I was kind of happy about it too because I was looking at the – it was like a Giannis Revolution auto in a PSA 10 from like 2019. So I was like, I don't know. I might kind of be getting smoked on it either way. So I, I was I was like, yeah, dude, that's fine. I gave him his card back. Uh, uh, you know, gave, we exchanged phone numbers, this and that. But I don't know. I mean – you had, I know you had an interesting experience uh, with the customer at the show. If you want to share that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, you know, in general, like, I think I haven't really set up as a dealer in a little bit. I'm a little, and I feel like I like, I'm a little out of, I guess my show, but you know, it's a little different and I don't know. I'm just like a little out of that practice. So I don't know. I felt like I was like a little on defense or something or off my game, but this guy comes up and I've I've dealt with him several times, and he's one of those guys that he rolls does. into a show with luggage, right? So he's got a wheelie <laughs> luggage, and he's going to sit on it. You know, he's going to do the whole thing like he's a big buyer. And we do a deal earlier, and I shouldn't have let him. I, like, had a little profit on the cards, and I let him have a decent deal. But he he's, you know, he's buying, like, two cards that are, like, $70 and $80 each time. He get, I forget what we agreed to on that deal, but maybe like 150 or something, like something good for both of us. We move on. And then the next, the later in the show, he comes back. He He's worked his way through the whole room because this guy's a guy that like buys for repacks and stuff. And he, he, he worked his way through the whole room. He comes back to me and he's just like, you know, I have my MB 2019 Blue Ice. The last comp's a hundred bucks. This is right? amazing. I can't wait. He goes, all right, well, the last one raw did $8, so I'll give you 30 And I was like, <laughs> listen, man. I was like, not all cards are the same, okay? Like a PSA 10, it's not always three times, especially on a card like that. Like, there's a reason that sold raw, because it's not gradable. I got a 10 on mine. The last one did 100 
And we're just talking about the cards. And he's like trying to buy like $300 of cards off me. It's not huge volume here. He's not buying me out, you know? And he's just expecting this huge discount off of me. And I'm just like looking at him. And I just like turn to him and go, you don't want these cards. Like (laughs) you don't even want them, man. You don't want this MV blue ice. What do you want it for? And I was just getting so frustrated. And it's just like, I buy things to make money. You know, I try to buy deals just like everybody but I'm not buying stuff I don't want, you know? And I just feel like the vibe of like giving this guy, like, and I was just like, maybe it would be more direct if I just handed you 20 bucks, you know what I mean? (laughs) Cause that's basically what he wants to do. Like, and you know, it's just so frustrating this conversation, like where he doesn't give a shit about cards or collectibles or Joel Embiid, or even the fact that it's like a really cool blue ice PSA 10. So I made a decision from that moment on in the show that I'm only selling cards to people that want them. And some kid came up at the exact moment. I just got all <laughs> frustrated. And he asked me, he was like, what can, what's your best on that maxi purple ice? And I said, nothing. But I said, sticker firm. And he came back and paid. And I actually felt bad that I didn't. That's throw fire. It. That's but actually I, fire. He heard the whole diatribe too of me just like oh, freaking wow. out. But, you know, I'm just like, I, I, I honestly, like I, I've totally been in in the buyer's position where I'm trying to get a deal and I understand, but I just think I'm a little jaded and frustrated by this, like the, the hobby culture of like chasing like 50, 60, 70%. And like, just, I don't know, man, it's just kind of disrespectful. If you're trying to buy my case out, if you want to buy every car in the lot, totally, but you're coming up and buying two cards, you know, for a couple hundred bucks each, like, the audacity yeah. to think that you're going to like make up your own comps uh, is just wild. Yeah, that's that he. So I had a deal with him and I had realized I heard him dealing with everyone around me. He was being annoying as hell. And, and, and you know, I just, I, and I want to maybe we'll have Ryan on soon because he was right next to me during this and he, he got a good laugh out at it. Um, so this kid had told me like in the beginning that he, he can only do PayPal or Zelle, whatever. And I was like, all right, fine. Maybe we'll see what we can do. And like, he's just being real hard to get a deal done with, hassling me over every dollar. We get a deal done. Like, I hate having to sign into PayPal to show. Like, you got to hope the Wi-Fi is good. Half of the time, honestly, I forget my password the first one or two times. Maybe type, maybe fat finger it a few times. And like, it, it's it's a pain in the ass. And, you know, we get the deal done. He's like, so do you want to do PayPal or Zelle? And I just like, I guess I look disappointed. And he was like, dude, like I told you this at the beginning of the deal. That's why like, I don't want to waste time like this and that. And I was like, just to screw with him. I was like, yeah, you, but you only told me once it didn't register. And he was like, what? And I was like, dude, you only told me once. And like, I, like when I'm acting like that, I can like keep a very straight face. Like I was keeping a 100% straight face. I saw like Ryan put his head down a little bit, just like cracking up. And he was like, he was like, what does that mean? He was like, He's like, I told you before we did the deal. I was like, yeah, you told me, but it didn't register with me. And I was like, just like pointing to my brain during it. And he was just like, looked so confused for a little bit. He's like, so can we do the deal? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. It registered. <laughs> and I like pulled it out and like was shown in my PayPal. But I, I was just like so annoyed after all that negotiation, having to do PayPal after that. I was like, dude. And like, he was just trying to beat me over the head on like prices, just being ridiculous with comps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, honest- I, that's, that's the game. He, 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 you know, he was just making shit up. Uh, I don't know. I've dealt with this guy before. I must feel like I should just name him. Cause I, I really don't like the way he, he do you, operates. It, 
if you name if you want to name him, I don't know his name. If I knew it, I would name him. I don't know enough. I just know his first name, but I'm not gonna drop it because I don't know his Instagram or anything. But the dude sucks. He's pretentious. I've actually dealt with him around the country like a hundred times. Like, and he never remembers me. He always acts like that. At least I know it's not personal. It's just like his vibe is terrible. But I, I wanted to move on to uh, brighter pastures here and move off yes, this jacket. Yeah. But uh, you're, you're you're basically turning into the PSA goat. Like I I would say you're you know there's maybe a couple people I follow that might be doing it at a bigger volume, but I think people should start to really take your advice on subbing and like and that activity. But you have a huge win recently with a Mike Trout card, so and then you sold it. So I wanted to highlight that. Yeah, uh, thank you. That uh, very very kind words. But I so I bought it. Uh, Mike Trout Red 2022 Bowman Chrome. Uh, it was a nice looking card when the product first came out. I think the guy posted for like 400 OBO. It was the one of five one raw. I was like, that's pretty sick. Offered 350. He accepted it. Then I sent it to SGC. They were doing the $9 special. I got it in the mail. I was like, this looks pretty clean. Like it could SGC 10 quick flip. Sent it in for nine bucks. It got an SGC nine. Wow. So I cracked it open. And when PSA, so actually held it in that holder for a while. Just, I don't even know if I listed it on eBay. I was kind of just holding it as like dead inventory, just kind of waiting to one day have time to do something with it. PSA came out with the $16 special. I cracked it open and sent it in to PSA for 16 bucks and it got a PSA 10. Now, when you cracked it, did you, I mean, I'm sure you looked at the card. Did you see what SGC was referring to at all? No idea, honestly. I mean, maybe the centering on the back was off. That might have been it. It honestly was off centered on the back, no doubt so about in it. In my experience, actually, SGC cares about that bit. way more. So, SGC on back, like, on like prism uh autos like if you send like a card that's off center on the back it's not gonna actually see 10 um that's something so I, that, in a little that's anecdotal but that's my been my experience is they psa is much more lenient on back centering yeah and i think it honestly was off centered on the front a little bit too but other than that like corners were sharp surface good edges good so you know, getting the PSA 10, I wasn't too shocked, but it, it was a pretty nice order too. Like there was it's some nice stuff for the PC, like a Mahomes Blue Ice 10, Brady Blue Ice 10. Like that, I love those parallels. You should tell the story about like we're talking on DM on Instagram while this thing sells. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I messaged you and I'm like, hey, this guy offers me. I posted for 1400 or best offer. Uh, and the same day, like two hours after maybe some dude offers like a thousand bucks. So I hit, I hit you up and I'm like, you know, what do you think? And you pretty much were spot on with it. Honestly, you were like, just wait, you know, it should be worth a little bit more because the Sapphire did like a thousand. So I kind of listened to you and was just waiting for other offers because it only been up for like two hours. So I had it up for 14 OBO. Next time I looked down on my phone, it says, get ready to ship. Buyer has paid. And I was like, oh, and then I texted you. I was like, well, never mind. It's just sold for 1400 So Yeah, I bet you he looked up the comp and was like, oh, shit. Like, this guy's not going to accept anything. I want this card. Like, I'm taking – he probably thinks – he. I, I don't know. Like, even percentage-wise, like, I don't know. Maybe it's worth 16 or 17 to the next person. Like, I could see him selling it even with that comp existing on a card like that. I, I mean, it's just – 
you know, it's just a nice, it is a really, really nice car. Anything trout red to five when I'm in the two major chrome sets are going to be big. And it's not like a sapphire and it's the main hobby set, which is nice. Like I think down the road, it could be a really nice card. I'm not a huge trout guy, but like that's, a, it was a little bit tough when I was like putting it in the bubble mailer and getting it ready to ship. I was like, Oh, this card. Yeah. Think so about it. Like there might only be, if you think like true red to fives from Bowman from his whole career, there's only five times the number a year he plays. And then you got the PSA 10 qualifier on top of that to create rarity. Like it might end up being like a seer, like, oh, Trout has, you know, 30 tens on a red to five Bowman Chrome. Like, and I, I, I don't know if people are going to do this from modern cards, but I think they will for a guy like Trout, especially baseball people just like are, they just do everything the same um you know how like people collect every year of mantle right like right i think that trout it's gonna be you know he's got awesome cards 2019 chrome like the the jumping over the fence grabbing the ball pick like he's got great iconic cards throughout his whole career and i think i think he'll be like that and like you said not i'm not the downplay you getting rid of it i think you did the right thing he's super injury prone and you can always buy something like that back but i do think it's like potentially a good long-term card too so here's another reason why I decided to actually move it. Believe it or not, it's a pop three. So three of the five have gotten a PSA 10, which is really interesting because wow. that year of Bowman Chrome had really bad quality control. Surfaces were scratched a lot. And I felt, especially on the trouts, they were scratched a lot. I've missed on a lot of the 2022 Bowman Chrome trouts. I've gotten a lot of 10s. So I've also missed on them. But the, there's three of the reds that have 10. I was like, dang, that's a lot of them. So that was part of the reason. Like, cause then there's a decent chance that a comp on an auction pops up pretty soon. And like, sometimes you'll get auction comps on like rare stuff like that, that are just obliterating like to the value. So going off of that note, like we're heading into that summertime, you know, this time last year, stuff did dip a lot, you know, leading up to the national people were way too high on cards. Do you think that's going to happen again? Or do you think things have kind of leveled off and we won't have like a pre-national dip? Because it was pretty rough last year. Stuff really did dip. I think the basketball market's soft right now. So I would not be shocked if things if things really dip. Um, there's not a lot of guys to invest in, especially if the series, I mean, if the series turned around, that that's what the hobby needs. The hobby needs the Celtics, not the yeah. Heat. The hobby needs the Celtics yeah. to come back in seven. And Jason Tatum to look like the guy that we thought he was in the last round. And then they, the hobby needs, I don't, I think Jokic could, you know, create a little bit of buzz, but I I'd say that Tatum winning the the finals actually would be better. Um, but there's not a lot like to, to root for a lot of the guys that have you've invested big money in have suffered huge losses this year, like Zion jaw, um, you know, even like guys like Donovan Mitchell had like a spike in the middle of the year and are just going to like trickle down in the offseason as they, you know, kind of prove disappointing again. And like Embiid and, and and all the Sixers are the same way. Like they they didn't do it again. And um, yeah, I don't think there's a ton of stories that really like motivate people to invest in basketball. So I think it's going to be rough. I think football is going to I don't think football is going to have like a huge drop off between now and August, though. Like, I think. I, I don't think it's just like buy whatever it's all going up, but you know, there's a few quarterbacks in there that I, I think are just going to be very liquid from now until August, uh, regardless of price 
like how much how many percentage points they go up like the liquidity and the interest and the demand is going to be in those cards and they're not going to take a hit so speaking that you mentioned it be like so obviously tough end to the year i'm not a huge mb guy but like one of his base tens just did 147 one of his prison base tens he got the mvp like i know you know the playoffs i'm not gonna go into that again but think about if he's fully healthy recover for next season you know we saw Giannis win two in a row we saw Jokic win two in a row if he wins two in a row those like his stuff has to enter a different level because then it's like he enters a different level in terms of where he is in all time standings. And I, I think if there's always a possibility for him to get that quick two in a row. And then yeah. you, like, look, I feel like when Jokic won his second, it was like, okay, this is legit first ballot hall of famer, absolute superstar. And like, if you compare and be, and I know Jokic is much better, has had a lot more success, has been in the league one less year, but like, so the Embiid's pop 1500, one just did 147. The Jokic is pop 893, one just did 950. So Embiid just did 147, Jokic just did 950. It's like, I feel like like if I could get those, they're going to keep dipping also for a little bit. But if you can get those Embiid's for like, they go all the way down to like 120, like I'm buying those all day at 120. Yeah, yeah, that's a good buy. I'm thinking my own thing with Embiid winning another one. Do you think like what is the what do they have to do? What does Embiid and the Sixers have to do for him to actually win another one? Because you know people are gonna the voters kind of like elite. This is the story that they were tricked. You know, like you know, in the regular season he did X, Y, and Z, but in the playoffs, you know, he disappeared. And really, Jokic was the better player all year. Like that's the narrative. So like the Sixers basically, I would say, I would think have to go one seed. And he's got to win the scoring title again. And then, you know, in that case, maybe that's it. But I feel like they're not going to give him one. Like, if this same year happens again, the same stats and same kind of difference between other players, like, I think they go in a different direction with the MVP. Uh, I think also, though, he doesn't have to end up actually winning it, even if he's a serious contender. Because, like, his stuff really got super hot when he went on, like, that crazy streak this year where it was like, he was, you know, kind of putting the team. They, the, so I just looked. They got up to like 220 to 250 during that time. So it's like, wow. you know, if, if even I could see them going down to like 100 bucks this offseason, like getting those at 100 bucks. And then he does that. They could easily bounce right back up to like 180, 200. It's just interesting. Like I've been trying to start looking at guys like him that are really volatile. And, and it's a lot of guys who are veterans who have already been in the league for a while. I was actually... I swear, I was trying to find Jimmy Butler based 10 rookies to buy, like right at the very beginning of the playoffs before they even knocked out the Bucks. And they were just like too hard to find at actual market value. But like, I wish I did because like they were like 100 bucks and like they're, yeah. you know, and I just couldn't find them. And like, I've been trying to also find plays like that just because it's like easier than the whole, you know, get it graded or like going to shit. Like to me, to be, if you can find stuff like that, it's almost like, buying stocks in a down cycle, buy him at a hundred and then sell him at 180 when he's carrying the team again. I don't know. Like, have you ever made a play like that or thought about something? Yeah. Like yeah. That? I mean, you know, I think buying the off season, it's like buying the off season of, of, of sports. It never, it's so, it's very easy, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I made, I made a, like a quick little Jordan love orange prism play, like just recently, you know, it was a quick little scalp, like the last sale. Uh, I got it for 300 bucks. 
one does 350 i sell it for 350 you know it's a bang like 50 bucks gone in and out a couple weeks you know like those are just like as we increase towards the season there's going to be comps and it's you know i knew that a psa 10 numbered prism of, of a starting quarterback that has intrigue into the year uh is gonna is gonna comp out like slowly better so yeah i mean i think that i feel like that is smart and i i like your play of like who are the guys that it happens to every year because i think that's important like Embiid is like that like he's a guy that like people don't i think the thing about him and i i do think you're right as like he needs to enter another level because you know he's always got a ceiling because he's like the center and like so people don't really collect him into the offseason as much he's like a I'm watching him type of guy. Uh, he's doing really well. Now I'm going to buy Embiid cards. But I don't think like the casual <clears throat> Dallas card show kind of investor is really interested in Joel Embiid cards like today as much. But so I, I love that. I think if I could grab one at 100, even for PC, uh, that would be sick. Like, I don't think that card never will go that like that cheap. You know, you have to remember that there's not it's not like 2023 prism basketball like those are not the same things and there's a very like finite it, it it's really more like akin to like the silver prism um or a parallel uh you know number to a thousand or something like that like one of those psa 10s so speaking of the higher pop ones so i was just thinking about basketball being down so luca base 10 on may 22nd on uh, ebay auction one just ended for 224 wow those are dead, and the pop is it's really up a decent amount. It's up to nineteen thousand four hundred and fifty. So I think people are really still grading a lot of these. I think a lot of these are still gemming. The gem rate on them is really high. There's still a lot of this wax sealed. I think the pop went up a lot when people were hunting for the one of one when people put those bounties up. They still you are. Know, people I mean, are I've, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that recently promoted that the bounty's still live and like running. That pop's gonna breaks. keep going up. Yeah, I, I think in 20 years, that pop is going to be over 30,000. I think there's still a lot of those out there. There's a lot of nines. People are going to keep buying the nines for cheap, cracking them, sending them in, trying to get tens. So like, Also, I, BGS that, was more prominent in that time too. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So there may be BGS 9.5s that like need to be crossed over because no one grades the BGS anymore. I, so I'm just – I'm curious what the BGS 9.5 – uh, pop is it is 2900 so that's crazy there's almost 3000 of the bgs 9.5s wow. too so there's a lot of those but that's great that they're down to like 230 bucks now they were like so firm at 300 i just i still think that that is absolutely not a play in any way because of the the pop on those i think that's still overpriced at 230 i think those yeah. need to come down a lot I mean, the PSA, the PSA 10 factor just doesn't matter when there's 20,000. I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it's a shame because it's like he, his high end stuff or a lot of his stuff is like kind of unaffordable. Like it's hard to buy like a blue prism of Luca. Like that's like a really high end card. You know, it's not. Um, whereas, yeah, I don't know. Other guys. So it, it's tough. Cause, but I you know what it causes me to do not collect Luca because I don't want to buy like a base 10 and you know i've owned some high-end autos and stuff in the past but i don't know it's kind of like if 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 it's if it's collect if this whole thing moves up so far and then the only card that's really affordable is a psa 10 base it's kind of like ah it's not fun for me you know 
yeah, that it, it's just a card that's going to keep going down unless he literally makes it, you know, comes out next year, lights the league on fire, MVP, makes a playoff wait, I, I Wait, I just trolled about BGS, and you have – I'm going to start using BGS for the first time in three years on the, on the, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I wait, put why that are you the, using BGS? You know why? Because P- PSA, I've been sending in some, like, flawless patches, some thick cards that, like, I swear are perfect. That, like, used to get te- – I think PSA recently decided, like – Maybe they had a bunch of freaking hard asses who came in and were like, we're not gemming these fucking thick cards, guys. Like, give them eights. And I swear to God, these cards that are perfectly clean, I've been getting like PSA eights on. So, Well, they probably realized that there was like a 10x multiplier on a thick card PSA 10. Like, they're seeing like NTs go for 50 grand on true NTs. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's why. Like, it's 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 a big statement and a big value tag now for that kind of card to get a 10 yeah but i i think they like some of them are really clean so i'm gonna crack them open send them out to because i think bgs is like 18 bucks if you want subgrades like 16 if you don't like on some of the cheaper patches i might just try to get them to nine five without subgrades because yeah. then like if it doesn't have subgrades can i say it's a true gem plus like if, if i'm like then do I do the subgrades if they're not on there? So that's, you know, I, I'm Nah, you want the subs. No one wants cards without subs you think anymore. So? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, Especially stuff you that you, they them. know you just did that. Like, cause it's like new, like they'd be like, what the hell? Why did you do that? Like, I feel like that's like an <laughs> old move. Like they don't, but uh, I don't know. I think that makes sense. I've also, BGS has been really weird lately. Like, have you noticed the number of black labels they give for Pokemon slaps? That's a known thing. So I watch a lot of like PC sports cards videos about like grading cards and the like TCG is always like all those like Pokemon, Magic, Dragon Z, whatever they call it. And all those you get like they have really good quality control. Like you're supposed to get like BG, like when people sub like the Dragon Ball Z or whatever, at least it's if I like if I'm correct on this and like a lot of the ultra modern Pokemon, like they're going for BGS 10s. Like they're, it's okay. a BGS 10 gem rate. So like a black label on that is like hitting a BGS 10 on like a 2022 Prism card. Like it right. maybe not even as significant. Like they, they get like, you should be gemming. If you're sending a PSA, like you should be 80, 90% PSA 10s on TCG. Dang. And okay. I, I didn't, I didn't know that either until I saw it in their video, but I didn't know that I at all. Think. I was just going, when I went to CollectorCon Dallas and I've seen like Pokemon tables recently, like you just like, it's like literally all BGS pens. And I'm like, wait, like I thought it was some conspiracy for BGS to like start like giving out black labels more often <laughs> so that people sub with them or something. I wouldn't be shocked. And, and I really don't like BGS. I've bashed them a ton. But, like, I'm, I'm interesting to see how long it takes, how well they do. I, I don't know if I'm going to send them in. I'm going to make my own account, send them in. I might send them through, like, a BGS group submitter. I'm just not sure exactly who yet. But, yeah, I, I've, I've been an anti-BGS guy. But I'm curious to see how some of this stuff that I really thought should have gemmed is going to end I've used the uh, Slab Mafia Sports. Uh, he's pretty good. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram or Twitter, he, I'll look he's, into a, that. He's, he's a guy that lives in – uh next to Beckett and hand delivers everything so that's kind of he's kind of a cool one to use um one thing that's cool like uh we're kind of going into the news there a couple of recent news stories um PSA just announced Bobby Witt as its first uh athlete ambassador today um 
kind of cool. Like, you know, he's a collector himself and he's going to be like an ambassador for them and promoting, you know, their brand and subs. And I just feel like that's like a, a good example of them kind of being the Coke of the hobby and just getting it and just like doing something first and paying the money. And I don't know. So I think it's a good move. Yeah. It's interesting. Like they didn't, you know, they don't even need to be doing stuff like that, in my opinion, because there's such a great demand for their product and they are so far and above the leader. So it's interesting to see like one thing about Nat and the new regime is they actually are doing stuff like that. Even at, like during COVID, when everyone, when PSA was everyone's favorite, they pretty much could just give the middle finger to everyone and just keep collecting cards to grade and just put throwing them in the backlog. But like now they're doing stuff like this when they don't even need to. It is interesting and that is cool. I hope it, you know, helps. Obviously, I use them a lot. I send a lot of cards there. So I think it could be good for the hobby, like in terms of like introduction, you know, like could bring kind of some baseball collectors back, you know, baseball fans turned into hobbyists again, all that kind of stuff. Um, other hobby news, this is a huge one. Uh PWCC bought by fanatics. Uh high this is like been a rumor um that I've heard a good bit kind of that recent like trade shows and stuff that PWCC was on life support. And really why uh, is because they, they offered to their, like their customers, Hey, you don't have to pay us back these huge loans we gave you. We'll oh. keep the cards. Um, so they cut ties with them and they got over leverage in that way. So they were letting their customers give these huge lines of credit and then the cards dipped in value and the guys couldn't pay it all back. And then they allowed them to kind of cut off the loans with their cards. And then PWCC actually owns a lot of cards. I don't know if you know that. And um, that's what Fanatics in the purchase now owns those cards. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how many. I don't think that's public, but that's kind of the, the written about like reason why they had to sell. Yeah, I've never been a big PWCC fan in all honesty. I've used them for a few things. I do have an account, just like sometimes holding cards that I bought off eBay and then having them shipped to me. I bought, I think, one, I bought one card from a weekly auction. I'm not into it. Um, so what, I'm what, not, what's your, what's your gripe? Is it just like brand preference or something or, you know, I actually what? really the, like their app and stuff. I disagree. I'm not a fan of the app, the website. I don't think it's a smooth process. I like eBay a lot more. It When's the last time of... you've tried? When's the last time you tried though? Actually, boss man, just for your information, I, when you brought it up, I, I actually just in another tab opened up PWCC and went into the weekly because I, I what think about another on your reason phone? is on my phone, I actually tried a couple of days ago. I wanted to see if there were any Brady flawless patches uh-huh. coming up, but I, another issue is the Sunday night auctions. I go to sleep early on Sunday, I work <laughs> Monday morning, and I don't appreciate the late night Sunday auctions. But this week, I can look into it because, you know, it's a holiday, there is no work on Monday. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll look into the auction, try to get into a few things. I'll see if there's any rare, uh, cool patches or anything. But I, I also think it's just like, not really, I, there's usually not a ton of stuff that I'm into um but uh, yeah I, I just really haven't gotten that into it maybe i should pay closer attention maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm missing out on a lot of good stuff are you a big pwcc guy i really like it uh i've actually made 
a lot of good purchases that I'm able to just flip for money at shows just right off of PWCC. Really? Be- yeah, because you're you're creating a comp, especially not on super rare stuff. It's not like I'm trying to, it's like on stuff that sells a lot, you'll be surprised how many deals you can get on PWCC, like cheaper stuff. Really? And then like an eBay comp will come up and it'll be, you know, like uh, I had a Cole Hamels I got for 30 bucks. And then like just a couple of weeks later, it did 80 on eBay. And that's a consistent eBay comp, 80 bucks. So like that's an $80 car. So it's just like, I feel like you can get some stuff that a little obscure, like maybe you're, it's your geographic region that, that it's going to be a little hotter in. But um, yeah, I really like it. I think it's a, I, I like buying off of it, I think. And there's a lot of rare, nice cards that, that pop up there. And I actually like the vault experience, like, like looking at my cards on PWCC in that app. Like I like, I really like it. I think, I think Fanatics is smart to, Smart to buy like this because it gives them like a connection to the high end hobby that they haven't had other than wax. And now they're kind of, you know, they're a face, right? Like, you know, they're like golden or whatever, not the same thing, but I I think it gives them a touch point to the hobby that they needed. Like they need uh, to be involved in more than just, uh, I think it's going to be helpful for them to be involved, helpful for their business, especially for them to be involved in more than just the basics of you know being the card manufacturer and license holder yeah it seems like they're really making a ton of efforts they're getting do you know a lot about the exclusive autograph rights issue that's going on no no tell me what's that's going on it seemed like i've heard at least on some other pods and stuff like they're getting some of the big guys like i think maybe stroud and young and like that rookie class of the guys who are coming out they're getting them to sign exclusive and, I, and like, it was interesting. I listened to Card Talk Pod and it sounds like those guys are like a little bit down, like feeling negative about it. A lot of people are negative about it. A lot of pie sports card, Nate, like a lot, a lot of stuff came out that it's going to hurt the overall products because you're not going to have like NTRPAs of these guys if they're, if they're exclusive with them. But in my opinion, I think it makes for an interesting rarity to like the traditional rookie cards again. It's like that makes their gold out of 10 refractor like, the ultimate card. I think that draws a lot of demand to Prism also. I think that's going to make Prism a much more valuable product because they're not going to have contenders autos. They're not going to have optic on card rated rookie autos and Prism's the one product. It's not about the autos. It's about the rookie refractors. So I think I, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Is this in the, is this in the, in the, in the world where Prism is unlicensed? You think it's still going to be relevant? This is no, no, no. This is for their class. This is before fanatics. Oh takes yeah. Right. Oh, okay. I understand. I got it. Okay. Wow. 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 All right. I'm understanding. So a year before they take the rights, they they've signed those rookies, the guys yes. that just got drafted, and now they won't have true NTRPAs. Wow. That's actually going to be crazy. Uh, they're going to have like unlicensed autographs only. Uh, for their rookie year. Is that how that right? Go? Right, that's the. It'll be like what happened with Ben Simmons, Miles Bridges, Darius Garland. Um, like, there's been some guys like Miles Garrett doesn't have any autos with anybody. So like, it's not. It's something that has happened before, but never with this big of prospects. Like, I think there were rumors it could happen with Wemby. I don't know if it has happened. I don't want to be wrong on that. I I know it definitely hasn't been like it hasn't happened yet with Wemby, but I think there are rumors it may that he won't be signing with uh, Panini, which 
that would be like, to me, I like the idea of that. And that, like, I like the traditional, like rookie refractor, rookie base, rookie numbered. No, 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 no. We need rookie autos. What are you talking about? That's crazy. Like, uh, no, like, I like I, it. No, like I understand, like I, it's not that I don't like rookie refractors, but like an RPA, man, that's, that's fundamental. Like LeBron has both, right. You know, like that's modern collecting. So I feel like, um, I don't know. It's going to make those products really interesting. Like you said, I think that's, uh, definitely good for Panini and their last squeeze, uh, to, if they can, um, you know, if like when you're opening, uh, you know, the prism of the, of this year for both NFL and NBA, if like, you know, the values are just way higher because, because there's no autos of anybody. So like the blue prism, the 199 is like top tier card that you can get, you know? Um, it, it makes those cards massive. Like it happened with Darius Garland. I, I don't know if I said like I used to own his gold flawless patch out of 10 yeah. and like it ended up being a good move because he didn't have any RPAs and like, I feel like it. that's going to become, yeah, I think it makes people appreciate cards like that more. I overall, I hope it happens with a lot of the big guys. I hope, because then it's going to make Prism on fire for that year. Like, I hope the, all the big guys don't, <laughs> like, I hope they don't have contenders all the time. I hope they, you know, I, I like, you know, I like Prism. I hope it'll help that product. I think it'll also long-term be a good thing because it, it's going to bring up their base Donruss rate of rookies and their base optic rate of rookies. And those are going to be better cards. I, I, I do think it's a positive. It's only thing. this year though. So it's like, right. If they, it's not a long-term thing. Yeah. It's not a long-term thing. Maybe it's a play though, for them to create little uh, market juju, right? Like, you know, all the cards kind of rise to the crop because there's less, less of those kind of players. Um, yeah, I don't love that. I think that's kind of, it's definitely just like them saying like, F them kids. Like, we don't care. Like, we <laughs> want these people long-term. Like, we want Bryce Young forever. So like, we don't give a shit that your rookie card isn't going to be at, like, the NT can't exist. Like, they just kind of very self-serving there. Um, yeah, wild. A lot of moves by Fanatics. Yeah, I I. I don't hate that. And I think it's, it is interesting though, that they're like really trying to go it, to me. It seems like it's like, all right, Panini, here we come. Like we're coming for the neck now. Like they're going for the kill shot. Like, it, like that's a big thing. They're taking those out of Panini's pride. Well, like you're right. It will help some of them like prison and the rookie card ones. And, you know, to me, it'll help hoops as well. The hoops base 10 rookies are going to be selling for more. Um, but speaking of that, uh, we talked about Fishtown a lot. Are there any shows you're going to that are coming up soon? Uh, none off the top of my head. Um, I'm kind of like thinking about the national recently because we were planning our our table and and how we're gonna get there and everything. So I've been thinking about that. Um, you know, obviously, Brotherly Love shows in two months, July 23rd, uh, weekend before the national. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have anything off the top of my head. I'm definitely going to still be out and about. And uh, I was wrong. The 2022-2023 special is still going on. I don't know when it ends, but it's still going on. Um, so I got maybe one more sub to round out. So maybe I'll go out venturing for some raw cards to uh, to put into that. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of laying low. My, my my job now is the hobby. It's like all the time. So I'm not like kind of living for the show as much. 
Um, but I might just have some show fatigue from a really busy, like last five, six months from shows. Yeah, that's, it was interesting. Yeah. At the very beginning of the Fishtown show, you, you were like, yeah, be careful. Like, I don't know if the special's still going on. I was like, oh shit. And then like, I just, I, I looked on my phone. I was like, nah, it's definitely still going on. Like I put an order through last night. Like, Dude, I, I don't know what happened, but I signed into my account and like could not submit an order for, of, of like, I think I might, maybe I was just, maybe I was just missed it. I don't know what was going on with me, but yeah, it is definitely still a thing. Um, one last thing, the 2021 flawless is out. You said the patches are looking weak. What, what do you do? What, what is that about? I don't like the design on them that much. There's a little bit, it looks a little bit too inserty instead of mm. just like traditional flawless patch. It's a design that they really haven't done before. But it like, just think about that 2021 flawless. That's Kate Cunningham. That's Kate Cunningham. It's his year. It's not even Paolo's year. Think <laughs> of it. It just came out. Like, how is that? Like, that's insane. He's in his third year. Yeah, he's in his third year. His flawless RPAs are just coming out. His flawless rookie stuff's just going. But it's interesting. The patches, they seem to be selling pretty strong right out of the gate. But it'll be interesting to see what happens come closer to the national. I'm really going to keep an eye on some of the flawless basketball stuff on eBay because I think they could really start slipping soon. I mean, a lot of them in general are just down already. But, like, I, I I'd like I like them still, even though I'm not a huge fan. I, I think this is the time to go after both the 2020 and the 2021 basketball class because almost everybody is in this place where they're not really old enough to like have done it yet. But you can tell who's got the talent and who's got you know that it factor. Like I mean, to me, I think Anthony Edwards is going to like continue to rise and and, and like he's going to have a moment in the sun. LaMelo Ball, like he's proven to be a scorer and like a facilitator. And like Charlotte has the top three pick, like they're adding a bunch of talent. I I, I think he'll have a moment in the sun that's higher than now. Um, and then like, I also like Scotty Barnes. Like I think Scotty Barnes has like got a ton of like crazy athleticism, crazy upside, great defender. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say he's Giannis, but he's got that type of body and like, um and he could definitely play so I don't know I think it's like I'm excited for maybe basketball to dip a little bit and uh maybe maybe I'm gonna go a little bit longer term at the national and leading up in these months and try to uh do a little bit of basketball prospecting in the offseason I think that's always pretty fun to grab stuff you know is just a little too cheap yeah, the collection I picked up at Fishtown was pretty much all basketball. It was all the past year or two. It was a guy, he rips a lot of wax, a lot of stuff that was clean, um, a lot of stuff I posted were all on my eBay, stuff like I didn't want to grade, like like Jamal Murray Revolution Auto. I was like, I'll just sell that now raw yeah. instead of sending it in because it'll go for, might go for more now raw than, you know, next year as a PSA 10. Who knows? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, he's really hot right now. So, there was a lot, but like I found like a lot of stuff. It was a grind, but like so I'm gonna have. Did you a find lot stuff of, to grade, like actually gradable stuff? Yeah, like uh, 57 cards. It's all it's wow. Own. So it like Palo, like it, it, a lot of cheaper stuff. Like so, it's interesting. I don't I don't know if you remember. I asked you when the $16 special first came out, but you would grade like Jokic silvers, like the main, not the inserts, but like the main. So there was one of those in there was super clean. I Wait, like, what did I say? Did I say yes or no? I have no idea. 
I think he said no, but I was like, I think I would for 16 bucks. But like, I think his stuff is really going to pop if he keeps running through, through the finals and plays like that and wins finals MVP, like he probably will. Um, it's looking like that. I think his stuff's really going to pop because a lot of it hasn't been graded yet because he was really a late bloomer. And even still, even after he, he was a big man. So I think people weren't grading a lot of his vet stuff. So like I have a ton, I, you know, I'm sending a ton of that stuff out because I think when it comes back, if they did win the finals, there's going to be less of that, that there will be of like guys like, like LeBron, Durant, Giannis, Steph that are already out there. Like people weren't, you know, weren't sending in Jokic bet numbered color. Yeah. Also, but, like yeah. there's a whole fan base, a whole team that will like him winning them a title will, will mm-hmm. put their only title. It'll it'll put him in a collectability stratosphere with like AI. I mean, not a big of a sports city, of course, Denver or Philly, but think about it. Like there's plenty and there's tons of Nuggets fans. I mean, you know, they were they were iconic kind of in the 2000s. So like. I think Jokic winning the title. You're, I think you're totally right. I think you're doing it the right way rather than going after, like, I don't think, like, to me, his high end is really, I think it's expensive. Like, I think, and the low end is what's gotten neglected from him. So I think you're doing it the right way there, going that way rather than, like, chasing, like, an orange prism that's, like, four grand for, like, a BGS9 already. Like, why why do that? Like, just just, you know... To me, that that could that could fluctuate a ton no matter the result, but like the low end has got his floor has to raise, you know. That's what I think. I think people are going to look at that stuff and see how expensive it is. Like I think he could be a big national name if he wins the finals and wins finals MVP and looks like he's the best player in the league. People are going to be looking to pick up his stuff, and when they can't, when his prison base look, his prison base just sold for nine fifty. That could be twelve hundred to fifteen hundred after the finals. Like that's a really unattainable card for a lot of people, you know, but his prism blue out of 199 in a PSA 10 at a hundred bucks might be a really nice deal for someone. Yeah, totally. So yeah, yeah. That's like the kind of stuff that I've been, you know, trying to focus on with like Jokic. I think, I hope it, it could end up paying. Then like there was a lot of stuff like that in this guy's collection. He literally... Like, the, I think he just did not care at all about cheap stuff because, like, he was showing me he had hit, like, a Curry flawless vertical patch auto out of the new flawless in a group break. And, like, he was telling me, like, his wife just wants the box of cards out of his house. And I was like, I looked through it. I was like, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the time to go through this stuff. But, like, it was some time. It was, like, 500 cards in total. What did you, what did you get the box for, if you don't mind me asking? I don't know if the guy wants me to say that because I just – I just said a big card that he hit, so I kind of really narrowed down who it is. <laughs> so Does I don't know. It, oh yeah, no worries, no worries. No I don't worries. know. I don't want to do that because he. Was I'm always interested in the economics. That's all. Because he was shopping it to a lot of people at the show, and I think he was also showing a lot of people the curry. Pa- I don't was want it under two dollars a card or over two dollars a card. Under two dollars a card. Yeah. So you did good. All right. Nice. Yeah, that's a little cook. That's all right. That's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. You're doing the work. You got to pay yourself for the work. It is. That's true. It is a ton. I mean, it is hours to go through that many cards and look them over, log them in, package them up. Like that's my favorite thing, though. Like screw ripping a hobby box. Like that is unfulfilling. Buying, spending your money like that on a bulk, not like a dollar box, but like a random. Just like, blah, 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 like, you know, random box, not from a dealer, but from a guy that's like, 
whatever. Here's all my stuff. I want, you know, like that, it feels so good and it's so much fun to go through it. Like that's my favorite activity in the world. Uh, I got to do that more. Yeah, it is. It seems like it's, you get lucky when you find situations like that. Like I, I don't go around to yard sales at all. I, I feel like you'd like, it's really not what people make it seem. It's not like what Gary B makes. Like you're not just gonna pull up to a yard sale and the dude, like I feel like he makes it seem like you pull up to some random yard sale on like a Sunday at eight o'clock in the morning. Like some dude's out there with like his 1986 Fleer set all over the place. He's like, yeah, I don't really know much about these. I'll take five bucks on them. And like, yeah. you know, and then Gary B goes back to his car and shows you the comps on it. And it's, you know, the Jordan. He's like, yo, thinks, look at these books. <laughs> a dollar each. You know, and he like holds yeah. up like a book and then he's like scans the eBay thing and it's like $40. Like, you know, like, oh, all right. You but just he robbed shows, that guy. <laughs> he shows you comps that aren't sold like it'll be like 25 or best offer he'll be like this is a 25 dollar mug i just got it in a box for two bucks like drive me to the next yard sale now like i love like he pulls up to the yard sales like he's like a boxer pulling up to a fight like he's riding like in the back seat like his boys are driving like his team's with him and he pulls up to the yard sale and just destroys some like 80 year old grandmother on like her beanie babies that her like <laughs> grandson left at her house and he like she'll be like, I'll do four bucks and he'll be like, two bucks, my hands out, shake it. I'm surprised that anybody filming at a garage sale like can get a deal. Like you know they're there to roast you yeah. at that point. I wonder if it's set up. I agree. Like if I were set up at a yard sale, like especially if it was stuff like I wasn't so sure about. Like I like I have some like happy happy meal toys like from years ago and like I, I honestly have no idea what they're worth but like i know someone like if so, i was at a yard sale and some dude came up to me with like a camera crew and was like yeah i'll give you five bucks for all those and turned to the camera and was like i'm about to smoke this dude like like i'd probably I know, be like, you'd be like uh, wait nah. maybe no yeah yeah exactly yeah Oh, like I gotta I think about this out or something. Yeah, yeah, I would comp them out or something like that. That is, but uh, yeah, I want to try to start finding stuff like that. If anybody knows anyone that has a collection they're looking to sell, uh, even if it's low end stuff, I am a buyer. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here. Like I, I sometimes I'll look on like Craigslist for collections. Like that's been kind of dead lately, though. Yeah, I know. I think I really do think with the hobby surge over the last three years, a lot of the a lot of the dust has been shaken on those collections sitting around and people heard that, you know, the hobby has boomed, like, and it only takes one news story for, for, you know, somebody to turn up to an LCS with a big box, you know? So um, I think a lot of that's, you know, I, it's still out there. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely collectibles in addicts that are undiscovered hundred percent. But I do think when the hobby booms and like all this news is around it and, you know, the common person sees fanatics, purchases the license and all this different stuff. They're like, hmm, like I have those baseball cards. Like, I wonder what Mickey Mantles they're doing these days. Like, you know, I, I feel like if you really have some nice stuff in your attic, like that's kind of come down now. I yeah, I agree with that. I think it it definitely people when they were at home during the pandemic, especially they were cleaning out their houses and like, cause it wasn't just cards that went up really all that kind of collectible stuff went up during the pandemic. So I think people cleared out uh, of a lot of stuff like that. And I think a lot of people work in the flipping 
like since the pandemic, I think a lot of people work as full-time flippers, whether it's like people who go to Goodwill and flip yeah. stuff on eBay and like Karcha, I think a lot of people have just started doing stuff like that full-time. Uh, I'm sure it's not going so smoothly right now, but um, yeah. Uh, anyway, on that note, I think we've covered a lot of different goods. Uh, one little thing, just a tip for people, if you Bowman Chrome cards, the SGC special ends June 9th. So you make, gotta make sure you get those in. Uh, because it is a good price difference, you know, they're giving you $9 a card. Um, but that's pretty much it. Do you have anything you want to add before we sign off here? No, yeah, I think we, we covered it all. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff this week. I appreciate everybody for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Don Boxing with Delco podcast.